0: Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Yes, welcome to this topic is a branch of Jesus the True vine. A vine, a branch of Jesus, the true vine. And uh, I'm taking this topic because I believe it's the foundation for ministry, whether it's a bivocational or just a vocational pastor or a minister. I believe this topic is very foundational. So I encourage you to listen to it and really give as much feedback as you as you can so before we go ahead as usual i will just like to give you an update on some things how our lives are going last week i i got a big surprise a very good friend of mine we've known each other uh, from university with our families are very good friends with one another we went to school together and as the podcast uh, was aired, as I, I, I just checked my email and I, I saw uh, a donation of $500 uh, to support the Bible podcast. That's, that was very, very encouraging because it makes me see that lots of people are being blessed and uh, resources are being made available to bless more people. It costs uh, time and energy and some software to get this out. And I'm so glad that even just as we are beginning, lots of uh, people that that believe in us are able to support the ministry. So if you want to support, you are welcome to do so at any time. I'm recording this today still in Canada and uh, in Cornwall, Ontario. And we hope to have a fantastic Uh, time together today moving on let's get to the topic for today Uh, branches of jesus the true vine that's what i want us to consider and I, i want us to look at it from the point of view that as ministers that should be the center of our thought. Now, read the scripture. That scripture in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verse 5, has been very foundational for me as a minister. And it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. For a long time, I didn't understand why Jesus would say, Without me, you can do nothing. Because I know that people who are not Christians, who who do not really know God, will do a lot of things, a lot of good things even, and, and so I, I I struggled a little bit with understanding that scripture very early on in my ministry, in my life as a Christian. And when I got it, it made a big difference in my ministry. But even after the stroke, I even got a bigger understanding of, of that scripture. And in today's podcast, I want to highlight just some points. I, I couldn't do a, a good a, a complete work on this exposition on this scripture but as an encouragement to pastors out there ministers out there who are bivocational or even full-time i want to encourage us with some points that the lord has spoken to my heart over the years number one is that you are branches of jesus that is exciting Jesus is the one saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. And that just gives me joy when I think about that, that I, I am a branch of Jesus, just like we could say, I am a child of Jesus. Uh, That means um, the DNA, the composition of my spiritual life is the same as the composition of Jesus. Jesus was human on earth just as I am human and uh, whatever he is able to do or was able to do while on it I could do and even more because he is there now in this life powering and uh, inspiring my life in in other words potentially as believers we can really act and impact and transform communities just like jesus did and i say impact and transform communities because i don't want people to understand this as um something that you do to bless yourself or to just um bless your family i'm thinking and i'm 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 I'm, in my heart i have a passion and a desire that people who listen to this are people who want to impact whole communities nations and transform the way things are done in the name of Jesus. Bringing light to places where there is darkness. And doing that while working uh, in the secular world or whatever way God leads you to do so. And So that's the first step. You are branches of Jesus and you have access, you have the potential to do as much as Jesus did. And the apostles and, and on and on like that. So that's the first thought. Whether you're working in the workplace or you're working fully behind the pulpit, you are a branch of Jesus. The same power, the same anointing, the same grace, all of it is in, in us, all. So we, we especially when we work together, then we we'll see even a, a, an increase in the move. But even as just one branch or one tiny little branch of Christ, you are the composition of Jesus, and I believe that's what Jesus wanted to to impress on the heart of the apostles and to all of us when He made us His statement, "I am the vine; you are the branches." To give us a an understanding of our potential, what we are made up of, and I remember reading about um, when I was reading the story of D.L. Moody that he heard someone say that. Anyone who's completely yielded to to God, to the Holy Spirit, can change uh, the nations and make a big impact. And he made up his mind that he will be that person. And God used D.L. Moody to do a lot of work in America and all over the world. And I believe that. And that has been very strong in my heart, that any man or woman who chooses to allow the Holy Spirit to work fully in them can change their community transform the world so that's the first point the next point is every progress we make in the kingdom should bring glory to jesus and it should be so it's designed like that because as branches the branches bear the fruit and and the glory comes to the whole vines. So this is a beautiful vine; it produces good fruit. Nobody praises the branches when the the fruit is sweet, is um good or big, very juicy. Nobody goes ahead and praise that branch. It, we, we what we do usually is kind of praise the vine, but really, the who gets the real praise is the is the vine dresser. So every progress we make in the kingdom should bring glory to jesus in other words every action we take as pastors as bible ministers in the workplace even in your secular work must be designed whatever secular job you do must be designed to bring glory to jesus it must it is it is important that you're able to think of your work as a tool to bring glory to jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see that. Very important. Uh, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit will help each one of us to see how our work contributes to the work of the kingdom. Apart from bringing money, the, it, it, it brings you contacts with people whom your life in the, in the workplace can impact for Jesus. And your innovations and your, your blessings, whatever you do, should at the same time also bring glory to Jesus. That means it will inform the places you can work and the places you can't, the types of jobs you can do and the kinds of jobs you cannot do. So think of that and let's work on that. That brings me to the next one. Only actions taken in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit is useful in the kingdom. You know, in that scripture it says, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Bears much fruit. He who abides in me, that is who rests in me and allows me, and I in him, allows me to work in him, bears much fruit. At this point, as a Bible minister, think about it as every time I go to my workplace, every time I'm working, I'm still ministering. I'm still ministering, and I would like Jesus to work in this workplace with me or in me, through me. I, I I want you to imagine Jesus being employed in your workplace or in your business. Jesus is the one that is called to do what you are doing. And then try to see how that plays out in your mind. If you can see it, if you think that Jesus will not do that work, then begin to ask if it's time for you to resign and get another job. Now, take note that those who are listening to this podcast are people who, who believe that they are called to ministry. So you, you are not just a, a, a person who's a Christian working. I'm talking of people who are called to ministry. You, you see yourself ministering more. You, your, your call, your, you, you see your primary call. As a call to minister, and your your work in the secular is just a tool. That is important that you see that. It's important that you see that. When when you see that, and uh, you 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 have a a definite call to the ministry, uh, either as an evangelist or a helper, musician, uh, teacher, whatever God has put in your heart to do. You see it, you, you have a heart for, for souls to be saved. You, you wish even sometimes that you can have all the money in the world so that you can go ahead and spend more time preaching the gospel. And that's your dream. Your dream is that uh, after a while, your work in the secular, uh, in, the, in the ministry, sorry, in the, in the marketplace will become uh, just a, a provider, and a connector to people, and you see yourself using the funds and the experience as a tool for ministry, and when you describe yourself to people, you you hope and wish that there will be a time when you can say to people, I am a minister, I'm, I'm a servant of the Most High God, and that's my primary definition. Now, for those people, I, I want to remind you that, Even your actions in the marketplace, even your actions in the marketplace are designed to bring glory. And you can allow Jesus to walk through that to bring glory to himself and to build the kingdom. Only actions taken in obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit is useful for the kingdom. So if you take actions for building yourself, building um, your ego, making yourself look better, Um, without submitting that to Jesus, you you may claim that you are doing kingdom work and you may even bring the money that you get by seeking more promotion and, and seeking your own glory into the church. And we may not be able to see that, but in the kingdom, it is obvious that that's not what the plan is. And a lot of people are falling into this trap. They are pursuing more money, more prestige, more ego, In at the expense of the call of God upon their life. Not that that the Holy Spirit wants them to stop their work, but he wants them to use it for his glory. And they may need to sacrifice some money and some fame in order to get the the design, the, the specific design that God has for them. And on the other hand, there are people whom God begins to inspire to do more spiritually and in the marketplace to pursue certain innovations and certain businesses such that they can, within a couple of years, release themselves from, from the work. He's giving some ideas, some focus, some need to do some excellent work. And uh, these people find themselves not focusing on the work and doing it well. Uh, and, and bringing glory to Jesus, even in the marketplace. And so those people, too, are not doing the right thing. So if you ought to be studying and and really thinking about the work that God has put in your hands, your your marketplace work, such that God wants you to really become the best in that field so that you can have more influence, if you ignore that and you go spend your time in the church having activities you're also not doing the kingdom work. And, and, and we may be thinking, wow, this brother is dedicated, he's always at church, but that's not what the kingdom business is. You'll notice as you listen to me that I don't have any formula for anybody. My only formula, my only rule is listen to the Holy Spirit. You, you, you should notice that because I've discovered that the Holy Spirit is so wise, he doesn't work in only one way. He works in so many different ways with every single person. Next point, it is Christ's design to use all that he put in us to bear more fruit. It is Christ's design to use all that he put in us to bear more fruit. So everything can be used the one who is focusing and developing himself in marketplace where the heart for Jesus is doing God's work. The one who needs to let go of certain promotions and some training in order to do the work uh, is also doing God's work. What matters is what is God saying to each person. The last point I have here for today's podcast is it is futile to build a life or career that is not yielded to God because it amounts to nothing. It is important that we take note of this. I've said that before. I want to reiterate that, that whatever you're building, whether you're building a church or building a marketplace career, it is of no use to do all that only to find out at the end of your life that that's not what Jesus asks you to do. People may applaud you that you're doing well, you've made a lot of money, but that's not what matters. When we meet with our Savior, we, would be able, we, want, we want to be able to say, Lord Jesus, I have done all that you told me to do. There's a story about the talents. I'm going to talk about that um, in another podcast, but I want you to remember this. What matters is that what God put in your hands, you used it. Not that you impressed the neighbor, or you 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 had lots of money, or you you had lots of fame. Um, this may be obvious to some people, but to others it may not be. Now I mentioned the scripture about um, people saying that you cannot do marketplace ministry because you cannot serve God and mammon. I believe that there are people who are doing ministry within the church who are serving mammon, who are using ministry for. Money, just to get food on their table. That's also serving mammon. And there are people in the marketplace who are using the marketplace for ministry. that are serving God. So it's not the outward action that matters the most. It is the inward motivations. Now, we know that the inward motivations will reflect in the outward, but you need to know the design of each person to know whether they are doing the right thing or not. But, of course, we can always know that by looking at the fruit, what do the people who come out of the interactions with these individuals look like? If the people that interact with you over the last five years are beginning to look like Jesus, then there's fruit. But if the people that are interacting with you are not looking like Jesus, you've worked five years in with Christ, you work with him, and you can't see much, then there's a need to go back to the drawing table and see what's going on there anyway that's where I'm going to stop for today's podcast we'll continue there next week I'll go now to the resources I have for you for this podcast this week I have two resources I want you to take a look at the the first one is a website ccel.org I'll say that again ccel.org Christian Classic Ethereal Library a library of Christian classic. I found this very useful. Discovered it a uh, long time ago, and I have found several um, materials. They're very good, very good old um, writings by people that have written long time. The I Father. That means reading really long old books just to know what's going on. And then there are some good books too that are more. But contemporary, I encourage you to visit that website. You would really be blessed. Ccel.org. And next one is The True Vine by Andrew Murray. What I was talking about today, you read uh, a devotional, 31-day devotional on The True Vine uh, by Pastor Andrew Murray. He was born in 1828. He died in 1917. And um, I really, really have been blessed by that. Uh, by 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 the devotional and all the writings by Andrew Murray. I encourage you to follow him and read uh, his materials. You'll be blessed. Uh, yes. So finally, the question I, I I have to answer today it's about um, love. So I not here's the 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 audio. I hope you're able to listen to it. It may not be as clear, but let's let's take a listen.
1: Hi, Pastor. Thank you so much for your testimony. It has really been encouraging. Yeah, you really talk about um, the love. The problem I have is I know I love people, but I don't know how to really express it. And that's where I really struggle. I struggle a lot. I love people, but I don't know how to really express my love even though by the grace of God I'm a Christian I have passion for the work of God I help people in fact I have helping ministry and I I tried my best even people always say oh yeah 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 but I know that especially people around me my family I always feel that I'm not really expressing my love enough to them all either feeling shy because of the background and how to really express it um how will i really call it but i know i struggle to really express my love especially to my family most especially the old people around i help them i give them i give things out i go for evangelism i have passion for souls i have passion for people but the way you are talking about
0: so in, in answering that, how, uh, I'll reframe the question as, how do I express my love to others, especially to family and friends? How do I express the love of God as in me? And I, I started answering that question last week, and I said I would do some more this week. So here uh, here are my thoughts, just a few thoughts. Uh, the first one is respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. That's that's always my, my answer. I know that it's it's all it's true cliche maybe, but I don't have any other way to say that. I, I just have to say it because that's that's what I do. Respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Whatever it tells you to do for someone with someone bless them. Do it. Don't don't explain it away. Just go ahead and bless them. If you're in a marriage already, you're married, we discuss it, of course, with your significant other and uh, with your spouse and do what God is asking you to do. Of course, you need to agree to do it. Don't, don't split the home and say the Holy Spirit said that. Just discuss it and move on with that. The next one is act in ways that help others to be more like Jesus. Now, if you want to think of it, how, what do I do? Just always when in relating with people, that's what I do, I ask myself, how will this action help them to be more like Jesus? If they feel loved, and I can share with them, they will feel more like Jesus. Then I go for it. I I I want to do that all the time, as much as it lies within my power. Number three, listen non-judgmentally to them. That is, give them time to speak their mind, whatever is going, whatever is going through their hearts, what questions they have take time to listen to them. Very powerful way to show love to people. Just take your time, sit down, listen, ask questions, don't judge until you know everything. And even when you know everything, begin from the place of understanding. Imagine you are the one that fell into whatever trap they are in and begin to walk with them out of that problem. See how you can lift them up like Jesus. He who has no sin, let him cast the first stone. That's the the way... Get the person out of the problem, not push them down the problem and label them. So the the, the next point is refrain from acting from a place of anger, disappointment, a need for appreciation, fear of the other person being angry at you. I'll I'll, I'll go over that. Just don't don't do anything just because you're angry at somebody. Some people, they are angry, at uh, for what someone has done and they act based on that. No, don't act based on that. You can be angry, but when you are taking an action, take it based on the leading of the old spirit. You can be disappointed. You don't need to. You need, We can work on not being disappointed because humans are humans. They can fail. But even when you're disappointed, don't let your next action be based on that disappointment. Stop the disappointment where it is and take action after, uh, on the, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, I asked the Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm really disappointed. What do I do now? Then don't take action because you need somebody to say, "Oh, what a wonderful person!" Don't go giving gifts to 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 leaders or to members or to neighbors or to anyone just because you want them to say, "Wow, what a good neighbor!" or uh, or you want to be recognized in the in the meeting. Do it because you feel that it will lead you lead them to Jesus, or because you feel that the Holy Spirit is leading you. You sense in your spirit that that's what the lord wants you to do don't act also because you're afraid that somebody will be angry at you if i don't attend their their birthday party they are going to be angry at me or they are going to reject me next time they're not going to attend mine or they or they're already complaining so i i need to do that when you do that it's not love it's it's fear and 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 love Pushes fear away. Faith pushes fear away. So I, I want you to take note of these things. Begin to look at your life and see um, where you are doing all this and begin to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to overcome them. And the last one is don't do it because you need to return the favor. Someone blessed you before and you had to bless them back and then that's why you t- took the action. No, let's always allow our actions to be based on what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. And as we practice this, we get better at this. No, nobody suddenly does this all the time. It's because we, when you begin to be conscious of the fact that where is my action coming from? What's motivating this action? Over time, you begin to default into really allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you all the time. And we begin to see fruit everywhere. Jesus is lifted up all the time. And the glory of God is, is, is spreading uh, all around our community. Finally, I want to say try to act within the culture you are in. Try to act within the culture you are in 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 Montreal, uh when we greet one another at church, there's there, you know we have the kiss on the left and on the right. Uh, in some other culture you can't do that. That that that's just wrong. They they, they don't see that as right. Um in some places they hug uh, one another when they meet each other. Other places they have a handshake. Find out what culture you are in and there are so many other things giving gifts uh, serving food not serving food and family members um that if, if you're really focusing on family then you know your family you know what they like what they don't like Then work within that and do what the holy spirit tells you to do and you 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 be on your way to learning how to really express the love of god that is already in your heart to to others so i hope that helps and thank you very much for this episode of the podcast. God bless you, Father. I pray for more, more revelation of yourself to us. Help us, everyone listening to this, to realize that without you, we are nothing. We really need you every moment to do anything that's useful in the kingdom. Everything we do must be done according to your leading. For kingdom building, it must be you. Um, I pray that all our actions today will be surrendered to you and you will take all the glory. And Father, help us. We have done so many things, built so many castles and done many things that we really never consulted you about. We pray that, Lord, you will take all these things and use them for your glory and guide us on how to move forward from today. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Bible podcast. Don't forget to head on to adesobanjo.com where you can join the conversation. As well, you can see my links to all the resources that I mentioned on this episode. And uh, and you can also ask your question. There's a red button on the right-hand side. Click on it and record your questions and I'll be glad to feature it on this podcast. If this is your first episode of the Bible podcast, podcast then i encourage you to listen to the older episodes there you will listen to the story of how god restored me after having a stroke and uh, i couldn't even walk listen and enjoy and be encouraged and and grasp some of the lessons that the lord taught me without having to go through a similar trauma